You heard that here first. I, I recorded that, dude. Sit down. I got you. <laughs> I didn't capture all of it, but I, it is, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you listen to it, see if you want to release that. But all I really got from you was uh, I'm thinking about pulling the, uh, the loggers, and uh, we're going to do it in six weeks, but we might do it next week. So what I heard correctly? Yeah. Well, Weedy, th- welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Can you uh, give me a, can you? Got uh, a hot mic moment going there on. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. I'm a little high there. Okay. Here we go. All right. 40 seconds in. I think I thought we were going to wait for Rob, but fuck him, dude. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, wh- <sighs> cheers. That's what I was going to say. Cheers. I was going to, I said, tell myself to remember to cheers before. So, dude, what are you uh, drinking? I'm drinking the uh, Allen Street Amber we canned yesterday. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, this is actually one of my favorite lagers. We we don't brew it very frequently. We probably brew it like twice a year. Okay. But it's uh, you know, just a good, easy drink in amber. Yeah. And nice. a dimpled mug. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, it's like what we were talking before. Um, I think it was the first time we had actually met in person was when you rode in on your motorcycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Weedy was riding in on his motorcycle and... Uh, a dirt bike, actually. A dirt bike, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought that that was your mode of transportation. I'm like, this yeah. dude is full, like, he's tombstone. <laughs> and, you, and I just found out today that you were having car problems. And I, you ruined my fantasy, <laughs> Weedy. <laughs> yeah, so I, at the time, I was riding that, like, three or four days a week to the brewery. But it okay. was because if I rode it to the brewery, if I had any downtime that day, I could just go out into the hills back behind the brewery. Yeah. Just have a have a good afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put off, you know, get out some stress. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, the spam risk uh, is the collaboration we had done. Uh, we were going to have Rob talk about, it, but he just—he's—is he brewing today? He is brewing. It's a double batch brew day today. We're doing a—we're doing an island smoothie sour, so it's going to have a passion fruit, apricot, strawberry. Shit, what was the fourth? Uh, guava. Ah, nice. So, yeah, we're doing that one, and then uh, we're doing uh, an IPA today. So basically every round of brewing up here these days, we brew our single IPA for distribution mostly. Okay. And then uh, we're trying to alternate sours where we do like a a dessert-inspired sour like the strawberry shortcake, triple berry cobbler. Yeah. Um, and then the next round of brewing, we do our raspberry berliner or a more normal fruited sour that's okay. not pastry-inspired. So Tombstone IPA, straight up IPA. Yep. gangster like of all the tombstone ipas yep. <laughs> here in sours yep dude that's a good combo i, did, yep. I never knew that like I've, I've come in here several times and uh you can't tell because you, you still have the range of tombstone beers yeah which is fantastic. well yeah so we've got the six fermenters here three of them are filled with uh either sour or ipa basically okay and then the other three right now are filled with lagers uh which you just heard we are thinking about pulling down to just tombstone only okay um but that's i I just had that thought 30 minutes ago so (laughs) so no guarantees on that but uh hey this is going in the intro so uh. yeah (laughs) and then uh the other other than that we're doing most of our imperial stouts are coming out of here now this brew house has a higher evaporation rate in the boil kettle so we can do a higher gravity beers a little bit more efficiently here okay so uh high gravity stouts and barley wines are getting done here so tombstones basically all the one-off hazy ipas okay um and our core hellas so basically every round in tombstone i'm brewing a hellas and then two one-off ipas or we're doing uh three hazy ipas in a round but the way that we stagger our fermenters is basically turn over all the tanks on a biweekly schedule. Okay. 
Uh, so we do we fill them all at one time and we empty them all at one time. Are you a very systematic person? Uh, when it comes to brewing, yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I, you say yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like to use our time as efficiently as possible so that sure. we can enjoy our lives outside of the brewery. Like yeah. as much as I want to brew, I also want to have a family life and yeah, be able to go shoot some deer and yeah, <laughs> shoot something right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you had what did you? I saw you had. Uh, so this is a classic weedy. Um, <clears throat> I'm a, in a Facebook group about like smoking meats or something, and I'm like, "Where does everybody get the pork butt?" Like, yeah, where do you go? Fries. It's, he's, it shows like three hogs like skinned and. <laughs> <laughs> so and once again, it plays into the legend of Weedy, you know. So Rob, uh, well, you uh, you were out there. Um, I don't know, canoodling um, when we were waiting to start the podcast. Oh, so. I'm I'm sorry, my work got in the way. <laughs> <laughs> dude welcome so back to the podcast my friend <laughs> so uh well, well let's let's kind of backtrack a second so um rob is in charge of the brewing up here right up in in phoenix and you guys had well let's let's get back to weedy here i i'm you can't <laughs> hear this but i only got two microphones so i have to go back and forth but um how long ago was it that you guys expanded here into phoenix uh that was october a year so 15 months ago Okay. Year and three months ago. Dang, it feels like it was like three years ago. Does really? it feel like that way for you? Um, it feels like you guys have been up here for forever. It still feels new way. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. feels like you were sleeping in, on your mattress in the, in the brewing area. Yeah, well, that, that still happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I come up every, every other week to just kind of observe stuff up here yeah. and uh, normally stay at the brewery. Yeah. Last Why night not? was actually the first time I've stayed in a hotel, but it was only because my brother's in town. Uh, <laughs> you guys couldn't both bunk up uh, down in the... I uh, definitely could have had him do yeah. that, but... Yeah. Uh, One yeah. mattress, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, what, what caused you guys to open up the, the Phoenix location? How'd that happen? Well, so, that was act- so that's kind of funny that we were talking about Sierra Vista. What had actually happened originally was we had announced our Sierra Vista location was opening, and uh, we had a pretty good reception to to that, that we were opening a second brewery. But a bunch of people were saying, why aren't you guys opening in Phoenix? So the Helio Basin guys saw that kind of reaction, and they were wanting to sell the brewery. And uh, so they were like, hey, we've got a brewery for you guys up here if you guys want to get into the Phoenix market. So yeah. it was it really just fell into our laps. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't something that we had been thinking about. In fact, I think I told people for a long time that it, it was unlikely that we would open in Phoenix. It's too hot here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be or to make beer yeah, to, or to just to, all to exist up. in this place. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you agree? Even though you're here, I don't know, man. <laughs> just I've made it this far. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> yeah, so it, I, that's what I kept on telling people is yeah. it was too hot. But uh, so you know, always joked about we likely wouldn't do it, but then uh, this one fell into our lap. So yeah, we'd already announced what was then supposed to be our second brewery. Uh, and then Vista. this was yeah, and then this was going to be our third brewery. Okay, um, and now we're still building out Sierra Vista, so Sierra Vista is a few months out. Okay, so a few months, like you're getting getting pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've had contractor issues, like our electrician backed out the other day, so we were waiting for the sub sub electric stuff to get done. Yeah, um, and uh, we just found a new electrician, so we think we're on track for like maybe late March, early April, serving okay. beers there. And probably late April, early May, brewing beer there. Nice, very cool, very cool. So, all right, you guys open up in Phoenix. Um, how how did this guy come stumbling in to the doors? 
Um, <laughs> well, you you were telling me before. I don't know if you he heard this, but you he's been uh, on your yeah yeah um, radar for a while. So Rob and I, well, we first met when we were just about to open this place. Yeah. Dustin, the previous brewer here, was he was like, "You got to hire Rob," and I. Uh, so we that that was you know kind of in my head. We did a round of interviews and. Uh, uh, I don't think Rob was quite ready to leave Helton yet, and so we ended up going with uh, Robbie, and he was here for a while. Um, and uh, once he was ready to leave, it was uh, kind of opened the door, reopened the talks with Rob, and got him on board. Yeah, nice. How did uh, how did he how did he swoon you? Was uh, he a good singer? Just just his his smile, <laughs> smile. Yeah, his, his smile and smoked meats, <laughs> smoked meats. and uh, yeah, it lured time, me with the smoked meat. The second time around, it was like I called him and I was like, "Hey man, can you, like, can you start next week?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that I think, what? I think I did it in a week and a half. Yeah. Well, how so, so Rob? I know you. Uh, you know you've you've you were the guy at, at Helton for forever, and uh, start. Yeah. yeah, and. Uh, so I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision to come work with it, with this guy. <laughs> you know, but uh, how, how did how did it how did you come to the decision to to do it? Uh, you know, it was just kind of time. I think, uh, yeah. you know, kind of reached my my ceiling there. Okay. Um, and you know, with distribution the way it was going, it was just focused on three styles of beer, and sure. the creativity went away. And you know, that's best part about being a brewer is being creative and trying yeah. new things and so yeah. i think a, a little of that passion fizzled okay and this sparked it back up sure so. well i mean all you do is make the ipa here right yeah that's and the snozberry yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh well i mean no that's that's kind of been uh, a staple i guess of tombstone is is running the board right like you can grab an esb and a snozberry you know uh, I, I believe there's 42 different beers in the cooler over here that's awesome so, yeah um not, not a lot of breweries can do that no so. well spam risk let's 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 take a pause this episode is brought to you by spam risk uh not um what was the other one scam likely scam likely that was lame dude that didn't even look like a phone <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no thank you guys cheers to you guys for uh for uh doing this beer with me this was uh uh, you guys said yes quicker than I thought you would. <laughs> well, I know you, and you're not going to give up. So. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. Let's either do it now or hear about it forever. So. Was also, uh, I was listening to your podcast, actually. It was like maybe just a couple weeks before you reached out and said, could we do something? And uh, you were doing it with uh, State 48, and okay. you mentioned that you didn't like strata hops in that episode. Yeah. And so this beer is heavy on Strata. Ah, uh, you sneaky <laughs> son of a bitch. You probably even told me that, too. I just forgot. So the, well, the reason I did that, actually, was uh, I like to show off our hops. Like, yeah. you know, we, we always talk about hops as if they're one thing. Okay. But not all Strata is created equal. And our Strata is very unique coming from Crosby Hop Farms. Okay. And so I wanted to show you that Strata. Ah, dude. <laughs> dude, cheers to that, man. That was a nice move. Did you tell me there were Strata hops in it? No. Nah. Ah, <laughs> son of a dang. And you were waiting to record for this mic to be right. I didn't even hit record. That's why I asked yeah. you how you, that's why I asked you, uh, how you liked the beer. <laughs> dude, nice work, man. Nice work. This yeah. is like, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't. To tend to act like oh this is chinook this is this i don't really know yeah. there's a couple that i pretty sure that i thought i didn't like and usually yeah. i don't like right yeah. um because it usually has that 
the is it the cat urine kind of yeah to it yeah our, our strata sits on the vine a lot longer than other growers strata okay so there's um i think right now there's three main growers for strata um they all get processed in one facility and uh when we're doing our lot selections we get to go in and we get to say hold these hops for us don't blend them with these other ones yeah you hold just this one lot and so uh yeah they're not blending the different growers together for our strata. This is all entirely Crosby-grown strata that we got to do a lot selection for. I think Crosby had four lots this year we were selecting between. Three. Oh, yeah, four. Okay. So and, you, wow. And, uh, that so makes you, a difference. Yeah. Huge so, difference. So we've got what I consider to be the quintessential version of strata, or at least what our preference for strata is. Yeah. Um, which has significantly higher oil content than some of the other growers around Crosby. Okay. Um, almost triple the amount of total oils, actually. What does um, that do? Like, what, is, what does more oil provide? Uh, if you, so, you know, everybody knows about IBUs, International Bitterness Units, is based off of the alpha acid content of the hops. Okay. Uh, if you look at the total oils, you could come up with a theoretical aroma unit. So it's more aromatic, basically. So Is there a beer called that? <laughs> you see my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> theoretical aroma unit? Yeah, so that's, that's. something that's... The way I've always thought about our IPAs is how do we maximize the theory of aroma units? Because a lot of people say you've got diminishing returns. The more dry hops you throw into it, the less of an impact it makes. Okay. But, uh, you know, the difference, some people say, like, once you get to five pounds of hops per barrel, there's not really any more aroma you can get into a beer. But we're throwing 13 and a half pounds of hops per barrel, like, into most hops and stuff like that. So we're almost triple what people say there's no difference. And I think there's a difference. (laughs) So. Uh, we use advanced hot products. We do our lot selections, and I think that we kind of maximize that aroma um, so that we have a very intense aroma, and a lot of that has to do with our high, high oil hops. Okay, okay. Well, it's fantastic. Nice work, gentlemen. You got you. It, it was a prank on me the whole time, right? <laughs> prank putting my gotcha. my yeah. Gotcha, I gotcha. Put your logo on our label. But no, thank you guys so much for for uh, for doing this and making it something cool and making it something delicious as well. And, and now you also know that I'm a true listener. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. There, there's been a couple times today, like before we started recording, where you had mentioned. I'm like, dude, that. Thank you. So thank you because you look at the numbers and and I always wonder, like, who is listening, right? Yeah. Um, um, and it's uh, it's uh, guys like you, Weedy. What about you, Rob? You listen to the show? I've never heard. Of <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? So, uh, so all right, Rob. What's what's going on here in in Phoenix? Like, what are you guys working on? Fun, new, today? what are you aging? Uh, today, yeah, as we of just, today, just started a smoothie sour. Which uh, he was telling an island yeah. smoothie sour. Island, island smoothie boy. Yeah. How yeah. do you how do you feel about those types of beers? I know you like creativity. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I see. See, I see Rob as as very creative, right? You've, you're a chef. Uh, background was was a chef. You have the chef background. <laughs> um, you like creativity, but I also see you as a very a very um, I don't say by the books, but uh, very. Systematic as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, more tradition and some of these beers have taken me out of that. Yeah. And it's good. You like it though, right? I do. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, this will be the the most uh, fruit I think we've thrown in a beer, possibly. Uh, Or the most varieties of fruit. Most varieties of fruits, which are, what did you, there was five, I think you said? There's four different fruits. Yeah, there's there's apricot, apricot, strawberry, and. Mango, 
Yeah, mango. I mango. said uh, I said guava earlier. Yeah. Double mango. Yep. Double mango. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're we're giving yeah. Drecker a run for the for the for their money uh, on this one, I think. Hell yeah. Or at least Ryan at Dark Sky since they just did one. So did they? But yeah. our fruits fermented though. So. Yeah. And we're better than Dark Sky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, what about now? This is more for me personally, right? Because I mean, you guys run the gamut of of styles, right? Um, people are like, "Oh, dude, the best barrel age or the, the best IPA, sours, uh, wild ales." Like that's that's because you guys have uh, have done some things. Um, I remember you had a Brett wasn't a Brett IPA or something in the yep. bottles. Um, what's when's that coming? So we we are getting really aggressive with funky stuff in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Um, we've got, I think we've got 24 barrels that are filled with uh, funky beers that have been aging for up to four years at this point. So we've nice. got some super sour stuff. We've got some mellow stuff. And uh, we just brought on a new brewer that's uh, doing the blending for me. So uh, Andrew, he came from uh, Left Hand and Trogues. Uh, he's also a uh, American Brewers Guild graduate. Uh, so he's doing the blending. Which was your school as well? No, I went to Siebel. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you you were talking about like the schools, like comparability is is yeah. both very strong schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's he's taking over the the barrel program at, for all the blending stuff. Um, and now that I've got that extra set of hands, we're going to be doing a lot more releases. So okay. we should be doing at least one release every month of mm-hmm. funky stuff. Where are these um, barrels at? Are they they're in all in Tombstone. Tombstone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So all the funky stuff is in Tombstone because we can isolate the barrels there. Okay. Uh, we do have some clean barrels up here of barrel-aged stouts and barley wines. In Tombstone, we also have barrel-aged stouts and barley wines. So, okay. Um, so for those, you'll see them coming from both locations, but the funky stuff will stay in Tombstone. Nice. Sounds like 2022 is going to be pretty uh, intense for you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, it should it should be like six weeks from now. I think we should have four different funky beers in bottles, and we should have three or four more stouts in bottles as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Shit, Rob, you better get a mattress, man. I already live here. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Grand bags work. <laughs> well, so uh, another, I think another um, piece that, uh, that, I don't know, I, I think really stands out um, here is really what you guys have started to do. I mean, obviously with the inside, uh, but um, you got John kind of running things front of house, right? Um, and is he? Or is he just bullshitting me? Oh, I'm, no, just he's, he's <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, dude, John's awesome. Um, he, so, he's still Chili's John, though. Yeah. Hey, so you, you have to give the full name when you say when you say his name. It's Chili's John. Chili's John? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start doing that now. <laughs> yeah, we need to do a chili beer with him, Chili's John. But, well, so, so that's a that was um, – so I've been friends with him on Facebook forever and didn't even know. Like, he's like, hey, Eric. I'm like, who are you? And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm a hop. Chili John. Chili John, yeah. Um, Alistair Hopnopulous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, him and I have connected several times over the years. But to see him behind the bar and the enthusiasm, and, and I thought it was cool early on when you guys first opened um, to see, because I was, I was at Tatum and Shea. That's where me and my wife had a condo. Um, and wait a minute, is the timing right? Yeah. Anyways, that's the Chili's at, at Paradise Valley was where John was at. Yep. And that was one of the rare places in Phoenix you could get a Tombstone beer. Yeah, get the IPA and a frosted pint glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you cringe as you say that. Like, ah. 
I loved that we did that. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was hilarious. You yeah. know, like people should enjoy the beer the way that they enjoy it. And if you enjoy it in a frosted glass, I mean, it's I not the way I'm. Not taste the beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to drink it that way, but if you enjoy it that way, have at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it, it's, it was, it was an interesting thing to see. It's like, <laughs> what the hell that is? But it's cool. But, but not, then you meet John, you're like chili John yeah. and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Well, he also introduced so many people to craft beer. Because, you know, most people were going in there and they were saying, like, you know, I want whatever light beers on, on draft. And uh, yeah. he would say, how about just give this local beer a try? And Pouring so, a little old. yeah, so yeah. He, he probably converted hundreds of people that were macro drinkers to craft drinkers yeah. at that one location alone. Yeah, it's a good move. Like, that's 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 a, that's an influencer right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to start posing with the beers and everything. Yeah, uh, he, <laughs> he actually he carried our Brett IPAs that you mentioned earlier. He was yeah. the only one that we sold kegs to. Really? Um, he had our raspberry Berliner. He had all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, he was carrying sour beers, funky beers, and you know, regular Chili's customers were yeah. going in to drink Brett IPA on tap at Dude, Chili's. That, it doesn't. It sounds made up. Like you can't. Like if you made that up, people wouldn't believe you. It's so but cool. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I can't. Like if I found that anywhere, yeah. right? Anywhere, I'd be like, oh shit, I got little yeah. Chili's. I'll take the uh, triple. Di- or what is the? What's the giant fried? Uh, thing that they have with all the like the variety thing come on rob you know (laughs) i actually worked at chili's i uh no no time for the whole episode but or for the whole story but basically i walked out on black friday i was a fry cook oh fuck this i am out (laughs) taking out the garbage took out the garbage and walked away that was it so anyways uh where were we uh (laughs) uh so you got some crazy stuff going on oh yeah so um john front of the house kind of uh you know, doing what he, I mean, he might have a roller skates as quick as he moves behind that bar. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very graceful, but, uh, the food too, like we, I was here, uh, the other day to try spam risk. This episode brought to you by spam risk. Uh, and, uh, my buddy, do you know, Brett Vibber, uh, the chef, he does like the, he does wild Arizona cuisine. Uh, he had Cartwrights up in, um, cave Creek. So he, he's like, he does all like wild, like Tamara, like him and Tamara are really good friends. So, uh, he came in here with me the other day to try that, and he got the pork nachos. And like, as uh, somebody who knows good food, he was like, "Dude, these things are fucking legit." Yeah. So that was just a long way to say you guys have amazing food here too. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, the the food is uh, the menu's been overhauled quite a bit in the last what, two months or so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The uh, the hot chicken sandwich here, like we don't call it Nashville hot chicken. It's kind of inspired by Nashville hot chicken. It's okay. breaded and it's got all the chilies. It's the same methods, but it's different types of chilies than cayenne. Um, sure, uh, it's like the it's, process of uh, and, and kind of switching some things out. Yeah, uh, it's, in a way, it's a really incredible hot chicken sandwich. Like, yeah, again, it's not Nashville style, but it's it is hot and it's yeah. you know fried, breaded, and just different types of chilies. Yeah, yeah. The shorter of sandwich is great. Yeah. Is that what you eat mostly, Rob? Yeah. Is short, that your go-to? Short, short ribs the way to go. Yeah? yeah? Why? It's good. Just like in uh, general? Yeah, it's and, good. Or it's here? Good. Here. Yeah. Okay. Here. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you do with the short ribs? What, what do you... Is, is it a sandwich? I don't do anything. I just eat it. <laughs> but no, put they, it on a they, bun? They braise it for a few hours, then okay. it's on a noble bread, Ooh, uh, good nice. garlic aioli, I believe, Yeah. some mixed greens and pickled onions. And, yeah, it's good. Pickled onions is a key. Yeah. For sure. And the burger. I had a burger two weeks ago that was really good. I think it was just the Tombstone Burger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got, like, pickled jalapenos and stuff on it. You guys have wine as well. Uh, you have 
Cocktails? I didn't realize you guys had cocktails as well. So, yeah, Tombstone North is fucking kicking ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Uh, what's your favorite? Are you a cocktail guy at all? Uh, I love cocktails. I actually haven't drank a whole lot of them here. Um, Justin is uh, making them himself, and okay. so I've sampled some of his creations. Uh, last week, he made me a really good old fashioned. Uh, nice. That's kind of my go-to. I like old-timey whiskey cocktails. Okay. You never made me an old-fashioned. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gave me one of those uh, frozen things. You haven't spent the night that here when he's working on cocktails. Ah, shit. Ah, uh, dude. dude. So you get the adult popsicles, Rob? Yeah. That's, that's what they that's, feed you in the brew house? That's my go-to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They tell me it's full of sugar, so... Get you going. Yeah. Get you going. Well, guys, thanks so much for doing this. Like, once again, thanks for, for the beer. Really excited for what you guys are uh, are doing with Tombstone, you know? Um, so I know you wanted to, you talked about, uh, what was your guy's name, the, the new brewer? Andrew. Andrew. Yep. And, and who else is on, on the brew team? Like, who's, who's making it happen right now for Tombstone? So um, Andrew is taking over a lot of the barrel stuff in Tombstone, and okay. uh, he's doing head brewing responsibilities there. Uh, Sarah is going to be our head brewer in Sierra Vista. Nice. Um, I'm overseeing all of it coming between location. I'm still brewing in Tombstone. He's retiring. Is that what he's... That's, that's what people keep telling me, but uh, if this is retirement, it's a bitch. <laughs> Can I just go back to work, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm, I am still brewing on the brew house in Tombstone, um, but I'm passing a lot of that off uh, and spending more time overseeing. Do you uh, like that? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I... I enjoy being hands-on with the process, so I'm I'm nowhere near ready to give up actually sure. brewing. So uh, the brewers that we have are completely ready to have me not brew. I'm sure, but uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Because you're because do you assist and then? So normally I start the brew day and I pass it off. Uh, okay. But I uh, I have a little bit of a reputation for being like a a wrecking ball going into the brewery. Okay. So, <laughs> So, so I, meaning when the, when the handoff is made, you you've got a, a flaming torch. Yeah. Of, <laughs> can Rob yeah. share a story yeah, with, like with a trail of gas behind it? Yeah. <laughs> and you got to run so it doesn't catch yeah. up. Yeah. So 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 that surprises me though, right? Because I, I picture him as you said very systematic, but is it a systemized chaos, Rob? In his mind, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it works. When I'm brewing, I, I might I might do a quadruple batch brew day. You know, okay. spend 17 hours brewing, um, and I'll have three or four other things going on. I'm doing it all at once. It's I I do think that a lot of times it's the work that three or four people would do, and I'm kind of kind of doing it. That's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just give him a piece. I'm like, I think that door's locked. <laughs> Funny, it's just another one of the meth heads rolling down the street. <laughs> I love he has a headband with dollar bills on it, too. So anyway, sorry, man. Go ahead. Yeah, so so a lot of times it is, um, I, I enjoy that kind of solo brewing time, but then when somebody comes in, they're like, what the fuck happened in this place? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you just black out. Like, you mash in and just black out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I I get that though, right? Because, all right, so if if I'm at home and I'm making a meal, right? And and I'm I'm expecting to kind of, if I'm starting it, I'm finishing it, right? If somebody comes in halfway, my wife's like, how many dishes do you have? Like, what the hell is this? Why did you sift that through that? And I'm like, this is my process, like, right? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't plan for you to, to get involved part way. Well, so many of our processes, they depend on another thing getting done. It's like I, I know the, that flow well, so sure. 
when we're doing a quadruple batch brew day, it is easiest just to keep going myself rather than pass that off on to other people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it gets messy. Yeah. As it it should, but it comes out clean, right? That's what matters. (laughs) Anything else, like anything else you guys want to share that what what Tombstone has going on or, or, uh, anything that I missed? Busy? I don't even think we know what's going on after time. So keep keep you guys busy. Keep coming in, eating some food, drinking some beers. Yeah. Um, how many? You guys are all over the state too, as far as um, uh, beer stores and stuff too, right? Like like, are you where, where where do you guys sit on distribution as far as? Uh, so we're still, I guess we're technically still self distributed. Manual Bros acts as a acts as our distributor okay. uh, more as like a delivery service than like a traditional type of distributor um but we're in aj's now we're in total wine so we're okay. in some of the big corporate accounts but those are yeah those are like our core brands and then most of our one-offs are still going to all of the places that you've grown accustomed to seeing tombstone for the last five years gotcha gotcha okay and and so um oh yeah sprouts yeah sprouts yeah. is selling a lot of our beer it's great going going into Sprouts and, and Trader Joe's and places like that and seeing like your guys' beer. I don't think you guys are in Trader Joe's, but I'm gonna make yeah. that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, those uh, those accounts have been really good partners to work with. Is yeah. you know coming from you know I, I used to be a distribution brewery when I was at Blue Pants. Um, having gotten used to that kind of distribution, it's hard dealing with corporate accounts. It's taxing but the way that we're doing it now with manual bros and the corporate accounts that we do have it's been a really good relationship and it hasn't been overbearing or uh overly demanding it's it's been kind of nice actually yeah they've been easy (laughs) so how do how do they differentiate like how 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 are they different i mean obviously you know distributors are huge um, yeah you know and and the the a lot of people have seen hensley trucks in this but you don't see the manual brothers right so how What's the difference? So with Manual Brothers, they don't have like a sales team that's going around pushing our beer. Okay. Their Manual Bros isn't offering discounts on our behalf. They don't actually buy our beer. Okay. Um, we we put the beer in their warehouse. We pay a storage fee if it sits at the end of the month, um, and we pay them per delivery. Okay. So we're still in charge of making sure that all of our draft lines are clean. We're in charge of making sure that the shelves are stocked. Do you um, sell it? Do you sell it as well? I, I would assume. Yep. Yeah. So they're they're not. They don't have sales. They're just okay. Yeah. So we have a, a sales rep, and he's going around and servicing the accounts, making sure that everything stays stocked. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the the retailers they don't really have a distributor to call when they say like we're out of this or whatever. They they call our salesperson, and he's in yeah. charge of going and restocking. That's nice though. I like it because it, I, I think it, that it outsources a a, a key pain in the ass yeah but keeps a part that you should have close to your company. yeah and you know when you're dealing with a distributor they're selling hundreds of brands yeah. and for us we have a guy focused on tombstone dedicated to the brewery you know he he loves the brand he believes in it right it's not like a, it's not like he we have somebody going in like saying hey if you will buy these kegs of bud light or whatever then we'll allow you to have access to tombstone you yeah know? Yeah. So we're not being leveraged in that kind of way, which is pretty nice. For sure. Absolutely. Well, guys, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Our beers are almost empty. Rob, should we, should we finish them? No. <laughs> I was going to say you want to, you want to race, but that's a, that's a. All right, gentlemen, thank you once again for, for just being awesome dudes and making great beer. 
and making a great beer with me and uh, rubbing it in my face. I appreciate that. <laughs> Had to do it live. It was good though, man. That was that was, that was good. The beer was good. The the the, the I don't want to call it a prank. The enlightening was was very well well uh, well appreciated. So thank you guys. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for coming. Absolutely.